operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. We are back and better than ever. As always, I'm your host, Rock. By my side, my platonic life partner, Stephen. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? <laughs> uh, uh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, as always, I want to tell everyone, you can check us out over at comicbookrevolution.com for all the reviews, opinions, news, whatnot. Maybe I'll actually start posting more reviews. I can't let Kevin have all the fun. I mean, no one can, no one will ever be able to match Kevin's ferocity and speed with putting out reviews, though. Yeah, there's you could you could uh, you could have five of us and we'd never catch him. <laughs> he's ever. a he's a machine. <laughs> um, you can also check us out on our Facebook page, Comic Book Revolution. You can check us out. On Twitter at CB Revolution. You can check me out on Twitter at Rock2K's Revolution. Steven. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, uh, Steven. You can find me on Twitter at. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I missed my cue there. Um, you see, it's been a pandemic, so I've kind of lost my, my instinct, you yep. know? Pandemic brain. Um, that's that, exactly. <laughs> but um, you can find me on Twitter at President Glover. Excellent, my friend. All right, uh, Stephen, today we're going to take mm-hmm. a look at part two of our in-depth dive into Star Wars, Disney Star yeah. Wars to be exact. Mm-hmm. And on this podcast, I wanted to really focus on the present and upcoming projects for Disney Star Wars in all media. So we're going to be touching on everything that's they've got coming out. Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, theatrical releases, comic books. Yeah books, video games, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a lot, right. to, there's a lot to look at, a lot to look at. And I'm yeah. excited. I'm really we're interested to see. Climbing out of the, we're still climbing out of the pile they dumped on us at uh, their investor day. <laughs> it was, I, 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 I couldn't keep up with the news. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know how my dogs now feel when I have like the laser pointer moving in the room and they're going crazy. That's how I felt. That's so but, <laughs> Bob Iger was moving that laser pointer around. I'm jumping all around the internet trying to follow it. So, <laughs> all right. I figure, Stephen, let's start. Let's start with the comic books in the books. Okay. Let's get the little stuff out of the way first. All right. Because honestly, I mean, you know, look, you and I are diehard comic book fans. We can joke about it, but we just, it, this stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. So, yeah. yeah whatever. Definitely. But it's there. No, We're talking no about it. I have trouble admitting that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the big initiative, and this is, uh, so as we are, we've got several, we have several factions within Lucasfilm working on different projects independent from each other. Basically, you got Feige mm-hmm. over there doing his movie. Yeah. You got Favreau and, F- and Filoni doing all of their Disney Plus shows. And then mm-hmm. you've got Kathleen Kennedy, her, her uh, not her, in particular, but her story group, the Lucasfilm story group, is doing yeah. the uh, 
Star Wars High Republic Initiative. Remember, the story group mm-hmm. kind of is left with nothing to do because Favreau and Filoni don't use them, and Feige's not using them. So they're kind of sitting around like, well, yeah, I got to do something. So they're they're <laughs> heading up the Star Wars the High Republic Initiative, and it is kind of a an, an interesting idea. It is uh, mm-hmm. all forms of print media. So you're going to have children books, you're going to have picture books, you're going to have middle school books, you're going to have young adult novels, and then just regular adult novels and comic books. Mm-hmm. So it's all all forms right. of print media, and they're they're all going to exist in this same universe time period telling an interconnected overarching story essentially the high republic is 200 years before the phantom menace Mm -hmm. and in this timeline of the star wars universe we have the jedi running the high republic essentially and there are Mm -hmm. no sith yet they have the Sith have not made an appearance yet, right? Um, they, because and this is because Disney decided they were going to jump the entire extended universe, and right. you know, they wouldn't. They're not going to dare go back and say, "Well, oh. you know, I guess we'll do the old Republic again." Right, right. Um, from what I understand, this is the Sith have been defeated. They think they're dead, but you know, there's probably. Darth Bane or whoever is out there. Okay. Um, he's not a part of this story yet. It's Star Wars. They're going to come back in some way. Right. Um, and so it's the Jedi, you know, they're, they, they describe them as like the Knights of the Round Table, which I think is a pretty cool concept. Correct. Um, and they're, uh, they're kind of doing the, the Star Trek thing because the parts of the galaxy have been unexplored and they're heading the charge and everything's great and wonderful, which, I mean, something bad is going to happen because otherwise it'd be a very, pretty boring uh, story. <laughs> yeah, really boring story. Don't yeah. agreed. The the uh, the this, I guess we're gonna we're kind of just gonna hit the various books or whatever. Um, I'm gonna kind of put them in. I don't know, no real order. I guess I'll just kind of go from young sure. to old. We'll do that. We'll go from young to old. Okay, we're gonna. You, what right now we got the Great Jedi Rescue by Kavan Scott. It is a children's mm-hmm. picture book. Its age range is from six to eight, and it centers on three alien yeah. characters. And that's yeah. this uh, again. I mean, look, it's a children's picture book. I mean, whatever. Parents who like Star Wars will probably buy it for their kid. The kid may or may not like it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's how I bought Star Wars wish, books for my kids, yeah, and they ahead. both hate Star Wars, so that didn't work out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I wish they'd do more adult books with just, like, the aliens, you know? like Yes. Star Wars aliens are interesting. I'm tired of looking at people. I want to see cookies and those weird, like, yes. squid-looking things or whatever. Like, stuff some, some like that. That's yes. fun. That's, more, that's, that's, that's amazing stuff. You know? More aliens <laughs> is always encouraged. I'm with you on that. Especially the really hot Absolutely. green women. That's the best kind of alien. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Captain Kirk approved. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, another book coming out is A Test of Courage by Justine Ireland. Its age range is the 8 mm-hmm. to 12 range. So we're talking middle yeah. school kids, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it has an alien female lead who is the subject of that story. We have The Race to Crash Point Tower by 
Daniel Jose Older. This is also a middle grade novel, and it stars a, a black human female and a black human male. So no aliens in this one. You get two humans. I'm guessing they're Jedis, I would imagine. Yeah. I hope. I don't Probably. know. Um, <laughs> is this the one with one character named Ram Rammerstein? Ram, Ram, Ramjan, Rammerstein, or something like that? Yeah. You think I'm kidding, but there's a character with that name, Stephen. Um, it's Ram Rammerjaran. Maybe that's it. It's a dumb name. Anyhow, wow. uh, you've, got, <laughs> you've got the Into the Dark uh, book by Claudia Gray. That is a young adult novel, and it stars mm. a, um, a white human male. I think he is a Jedi or Padawan, mm -hmm. and two females, and I don't think they're Jedis. And so yeah. there's not a lot of information on the real story elements for a lot of these books, people, okay? So I'm going, right. <laughs> we're kind of flying blind on some of this. You, you pretty much tell who the leads are by the yeah. cover, and it's just a little mm -hmm. bit of a blurb, and that's about it. There's not a lot <laughs> out for a lot of this stuff. Uh, we've got... Yeah. We've got Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. So she's doing two books, mm -hmm. it looks like. And this one's a young adult yeah. novel. And it follows a, there's a black human female. I'm, she's got to be a Jedi, I would imagine. Again, Stephen, not mm -hmm. a lot of aliens. Right. Um, we've got The Monster of Temple Peak by Kavan Scott and Rachel Slott. So, oh, sorry, Stott is her name. I apologize. It's an all-ages okay. book. <laughs> And this also has a black human female lead. I'm guessing mm -hmm. she's a Jedi. And I, I, they don't give you names for all these. Uh, th there could be overlap on characters, by the way, too. I mean, I might be... Mm -hmm. It could be the same character coming in a lot of these stories. So keep that in yeah. mind. There's The Edge of Balance by <laughs> Shimya, Shinya, and Justina Ireland. Okay, so that's Justina Ireland's third, third book. So it looks like Kavan Scott and Justina Ireland have the most work out of this bunch of... Of, of books. The art is uh, yeah. Mizuki Saka Kabara. I apologize if I butchered that. That is an OGN from Viz. So, because uh, Disney's, you know, Lucasfilm has got to be like, what's popular? Comics aren't popular, but that manga is popular. Quick, let's do something like that. Okay. Uh, this one stars a just a white human female lead. She's a traditional, you know, uh, green eyed, you know, manga style yeah. heroine. I'm guessing she's a Jedi as well. <laughs> the High Republic Light yeah. of the Jedi by Charles Soule. There's the first name that I recognize, Stephen. That's the first author that I actually read. None of these people, I've never heard of any of these people before. Yeah. Okay, I don't know where they pick these people. These people are all like, I don't know if they're all just YA authors from different stuff or whatever, but this guy I know. Charles Soule, yeah. I know that guy. Uh, his, his, his book is an adult novel, and um, his main character is a, um, a white lady. Um, <laughs> I actually have that book. Do you have so that book? I, I did get so that one. Is that the, yeah? Uh, is that the uh uh oh? What is her name? The uh, Chris Kiss Chris something like yeah, that. Avar Chris. Yeah. Avar Chris. That's right. So I've read I've read about a I've read about a quarter of it so far. Um, well, since I don't know if we're our since you've read a quarter of it and we're talking about it, what, what do you think of it so far? <laughs> um. Well, Charles Soule is a great writer. He is. Um, so, I mean, he's got, you know, um, he's got, you know, it feels like, you know, you're reading Star Wars. Um, it's kind of an interesting little, there's a lot of setup, obviously. Like the first part of any book is a lot of setup. 
Um, I do kind of wish that there weren't so many like, all right, and there's this person and there's this person. There's this person. It's like, okay, like slow down. (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep track of who this is. Right. Um, It's not as bad as all that because he's, you know, he's a good enough writer that like after, after I think about it for a second, I'll remember, but I feel like they dumped a lot on him to, because this is the, the inciting incident for everything that happens. So right. I'm like, all right, well maybe it'll get better, you know, once everybody's in place, but yeah, it's, it's not just about that one, that one lady. I mean, I guess she's kind of the main character, but okay, okay. there's a lot of other people in different places. Gotcha. And it's all heading towards the, the thing that happens. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So more of an ensemble yeah. cast with that novel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Then so, the, I mean, it is, it is good. It's okay. just, you know, I mean, as the ad- adult novel, I'm glad that's a good one. Cause that's the only one I really wanted to read anyway. Gotcha. It's him and it's sure. a novel. Understood. Like not into the YA fiction. I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm pleased to hear yeah, that. Steven. Sorry, but no. <laughs> um, then we have the rising storm by Kavan Scott. That is another adult novel. Yeah. And this one stars, uh, uh, it's a black lady and a black guy and a white dude. And again, these could yeah. be characters that we're seeing in other books. I don't, I don't know. It's possible. Mm-hmm. We're having, we're reusing the same characters. Anyhow. Um, so that's what we got today. Oh, last thing. There's also a Marvel comic as well by Kavan Scott. The mm-hmm. art is Ario Anandito. That one I did read. And I did post a review for it mm-hmm. on comicbookrevolution.com. You can go check it out. That story, I know, yeah. does revolve around Keeve Trennis. I'm thinking she's the black female Jedi that we're seeing in some of the other books. Probably mm-hmm. so, is my guess. Um, she's the main yeah. character of this one. Um, anyhow, you can read. I'm not going to go into this. You can, you can read my review and get my impressions of spoiler alert. It wasn't that good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's, it's what you expect to get from Lucasfilm Story Group. Um, so, Fair enough. <laughs> which, yeah, they, they don't focus on entertainment first. So that's what we've gotten. My first impressions, you know, of course, Justina Ireland is already telling fans not to buy her book, <laughs> which don't do that. No, you can do, no, yeah. Stephen, you can do that when it's your own novel. But when you're sure. working for Disney and making content for Disney, you don't do that. That's not, that's not the point of working for Disney. Yeah. The point of working for Disney is to make them as much money as possible. This kind of reminds me uh, when mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this this reminds me of Kelly Sue DeConnick over at DC yeah. told people not to buy her Aquaman title, and they didn't, and it got canceled, and then she got released from DC. Yeah. So I'm just saying, maybe mm-hmm. not the best approach to take. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting. You've got um, all these stories. It's 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 mostly humans, not a lot of aliens, Stephen, uh, by my count, and uh, it's it's uh, mostly uh, the the female characters outnumber the male characters by two to one ratio, which is pretty consistent for the mm-hmm. for the Lucasfilm story group. Uh, the yeah uh, diversity uh, it gets a big F for diversity, Stephen. You, all you have are black and white people. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There's no Hispanics. There are no Asians. There's no Native American. There's no, there's, there's yeah. nothing. It's just black and white. No. So pretty, it's a thumbs down <laughs> as far as a more representative group. Not that, not that representative. I'm not too sure why Lucasfilm group thought that was a smart idea. 
to just make it only black and white. That's weird, but I'm not in the uh, Lucasfilm we, group, so. <laughs> but 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 Rock, the, yes. the the old the white old man at the top oh. sees that Black Lives Matter is a big thing and said, "Oh, that's what the kids are into." Ki- so we have to. My bad. We have to do that. My bad. My bad. It, My bad. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely Silicon Valley uh, diversity going on here. Yeah, right. Sure. It's like so. um, I think you guys need to go back yeah. and maybe. Uh, Walk through your town again and see who else you see in it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not just black and white people in your town. Anyhow, oh, God, they would, so... they would not, I don't think they would ever want to do that. Oh, <laughs> about the wow. poor people. Uh-uh. Oh dear. So, uh, what's what's interesting, Stephen, is so the High Republic yeah. was going to be a huge event. Okay, the Lucasfilm right. Story Group. They were going to. Ju- this was their big thing for 2020. This right. was going to be huge. 2020 leading into 2021. This is going to be massive. And again, we have to keep mm-hmm. in mind after we did the history of Star Wars, and as we go forward, mm-hmm. we now have Lucasfilm kind of siloed off into three camps. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lucasfilm group had no idea what Filoni and Favreau were doing with the Mandalorian. <laughs> so yeah. on the eve of the Lucasfilm group, launching the high republic mm-hmm. favreau dunn went and broke the internet steven <laughs> he broke the internet by having luke skywalker appear on the mandalorian season finale and i literally i, I literally couldn't log on the internet steven it had gotten broken it was done i yeah. couldn't log on to the internet i was i was it, it was like three days before i get on the online again it was huge <laughs> and the story group didn't know about this and oh my God, that stole. That is that that literally is sucking all the oxygen out of the room. Absolutely, yeah. it stole all the thunder. And then the poor story group rolls out the higher public, and nobody cares because everybody's talking about <laughs> Luke Sky, young Luke Skywalker, being back. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a double alley for the Lucasfilm story group because you got to remember we talked about in the last podcast that they had this hatred for George Lucas's Star Wars and Luke Skywalker. He was the patriarchy, and we're not doing that with the new Star Wars. So he's persona non grata. And here he's back, better than ever, and even worse, Stephen, all the fans are excited. Why do they like that Luke Skywalker guy? Why don't they like our characters more? Because your characters suck. Um, But so (laughs) Stephen's like, that's not nice. (laughs) So, I'm Steven, not going to say it's inaccurate. <laughs> He's like, not nice. Still not inaccurate, though. Um, still not wrong. But yeah. So, that has really kind of caused the High Republic to stumble out of the gate. It's not, it's, it's uh, experienced a headwind that it didn't expect. There's been a lot of, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, when you have a writer telling people not to buy their stuff, that's probably a bad idea. It, again, you want to avoid fan conflict. Again, what my yeah. advice is, if someone's if someone is really offending you or a jerk, you hit the block button and you move on with mm-hmm. your day. You, you have your publicist run your Twitter account. <laughs> Steven, thank, why are they, yes, sir. Th- I, thank you for saying that. These people, if you have a public Twitter account, your publicist mm-hmm. runs it. If you want your own private Twitter account yeah. for your friends and family, you make a private one, You then you lock it private. You lock it yeah. private so no one can follow you or see your tweets except your friends and family member that follow you. 
Right. And your publicist handles your public one. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Yeah. So. I agree. Uh, Absolutely. You, you just, the more you can avoid conflict with fans, the better is, is the way I look at it. And, and, and jerks out there. Cause there, and there are jerks that harass people. You mute them, you block them and you move on with your life. That's what you yeah. do. You know, that's how you handle it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interesting. I'm interested, Steven, to see how this does. Uh, in addition to, let's see, I think in addition to the Marvel comics, High Republic comic book, there was also, I believe there's also one being published by IDW. God damn it. Why, Stephen? Why is there one being published by Marvel and one being published by IDW? Okay, anyhow. Star Wars, the High Republic Adventures. for IDW are probably lower. <laughs> right, exactly. So exactly. we don't have to say, <laughs> well, I mean, then the, hey, you know. There's, there's the method yeah. to the madness, huh? Um, the, the IDW comic <laughs> is Star Wars, the higher public adventures. Keep in mind the Star Wars, right. the higher public period is Marvel Star Wars, the higher public adventures, IDW. That one's being written by mm-hmm. Daniel Jose older art by Harvey Talabao. And, uh, again, that, uh, may be starring the, the, the same Jedi key from Kevon Scott's Marvel title and two aliens. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, so that is your that rounds out the selection of Star Wars the High Republic offerings from across the mm-hmm. board. Yeah. Uh, again, I didn't like the one from Marvel. You uh, mm-hmm. though, on the other hand, are enjoying the book from Charles Soule. Uh, look, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a lot of different writers and a lot of different forms of medium. So you're going to have a yeah. wide range of of reactions to the stuff. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what That's is the only benefit of having a bunch because if one says something stupid like that, you just don't buy their stuff. Right, exactly. And you just buy everybody else's. Right, absolutely agree. So, what do you think, Stephen? Uh, what do you think of this? This, you know, I, I guess I will tell you, me not really excited about the High Republic. I guess because I've been burned by the Lucasfilm uh, story group in the past, so they don't have yeah. any, they don't have any currency with me, you know. Um, yeah. And really, sure. when it comes to your entertainment dollars, it's you know, if Scorsese puts out a movie, the man has the man has currency with me, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm gonna go spend my money on his stuff, and I'm pr- assuming I'm gonna like it because he's built up currency with me, right? Same right. thing with certain writers. You know, if Grant Morrison comes out with something, you know, I'm a Grant Morrison slut. I'm gonna go buy it, okay? He's <laughs> he's, he's 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 built up that currency with me though, right? Right. Lucasfilm Story Group, I have been burned by you guys in the past. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to think twice before I stick my hand back on that open flame. <laughs> sure. And, and I read the Marvel offering. It didn't excite me. Charles Soule, I am a huge yeah. fan of him, though. I might read mm-hmm. the book. But the rest of it, I mean, obviously the rest of it, Stephen, isn't targeting you and I. We're not, we're not middle grade kids. We're not middle school kids. We're not, we're not young right. adult uh, fiction yeah. targets either. So, I mean, a lot of this is not targeting mm-hmm. you and I, to be fair. Right. Um, but I don't know. None, none of this higher public stuff really, please wait. It doesn't excite me anywhere near what the Disney plus stuff does. I'll put it to that. Sure. Way. But what, what, what is your, what yeah. is your reaction? Sorry. Um, I, I mean, I, 
I like the idea of it. I think it's an interesting time period. I like the idea of like the Jedi as like, you know, the Knights of the Round Table, like that there's like a circle of really awesome Jedi. It's kind of like a superhero team. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of going into like places like in the Outer Rim we haven't seen before. Um, and I like the 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 bad guys that they come up with, the, the strange space pirates that know how to use hyperspace. Right. Is, um, it's pretty neat, mm-hmm. but you know, it, having it just be, it's to me, honestly, it's like, just bring back the old Republic already. Right. Just I agree. Admit you made a mistake and getting yes. rid of it and just yes. bring it back Agreed. and be done with it already. Completely. But, I mean, it, it could, it could go somewhere interesting. Um, I like that you don't have to read everything. So yes. I could just stick with the adult books mm-hmm. and be fine. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a wait and see, I guess, because I'm sure. I mean, Charles Soule knows how to deliver. I'm sure I'll like the rest of the book. Sure, sure. And I like that I don't have to read anything else. You totally know, it's agree. Just, it's just okay. I like that book, and I'll just wait for the next one. And yeah, absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I can. So. I based on the Marvel comic that I read, The Higher Republic, mm-hmm. it uh, it seems like a Star Trek story to me. Rather yeah. than a Star Wars story, and fair, I, I do not think Star Trek and Star Wars are interchangeable at all. Mm-hmm. They just aren't. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. People may disagree, but I don't think they're interchangeable at all. And uh, I think I said in my review, you know, I may love uh, the wonderful combination of peanut butter and my chocolate when I have a recent peanut butter cup, <laughs> but I don't like uh, the Star Trek and my Star Wars so much. It's not so exciting. Yeah. So I'm not thrilled about <laughs> about that aspect. That's really what turned me off about the higher mm. public was the Star. It just felt like Star Trek to me. So that yeah. that didn't excite me. But okay. we'll see going okay. forward. You never know. You never yeah. know. Also, you know I didn't like as well, and you're reading the novel, so you're not really getting that, but in the comic book, I don't like the design for the Jedis. They look boring. They're all wearing the exact same blah, white, yellow, and brown robe. It's so blah. Yeah. They look so boring. They don't look cool. They don't look badass. They just look blah. Not a fan of that. that <laughs> Wyatt Hell has to be so uniform, too. Like, yeah. Even the Knights of the Round Table, they had different sets of armor. They all didn't wear the same armor, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Different outfits allows each one to display their different personality. Right. That's what. So I agree. That's that. That is kind of lame. It um, made them feel more like stormtroopers, Stephen. More were there. Yeah. Were there more of a uniform? Fair enough. Hive group. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Yeah. Um. Also coming from comic books, but not related to the higher public, Stephen. Not related. Mm-hmm. We're going to. Uh, you've got Star Wars Adventures being published by IDW. You've got. Uh, Star Wars Adventures Smugglers Run by Greg Rucka but f- from IDW as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Marvel is going to roll out its usual offerings of Star Wars, Star Wars Darth Vader, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, and Star Wars Dr. Aphra. They've really seemed to kind of settle on those titles. It'll be curious, Stephen, to see going forward. What I'll be re- I, I, it's obvious that Marvel Comics has realized the sequels don't sell. Sequels don't sell comics. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy sequel comics. Mm-hmm. They don't care about them. Yeah. And it's obvious Marvel's <laughs> going to go, we're going to focus in on the uh, original trilogy characters. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Aphra yeah. taking place alongside with Darth Vader. I mean, she's in that same time period. But they're really focusing on right. the, the original trilogy for their comic book offering. What I'm curious to see, Stephen, sure. is if going forward, 
if you might see them do more comic books tied into the Disney Plus shows, given how popular The Mandalorian has been. That's what I'm interested to find out. Yeah, I mean, the the time period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens is, pre- is still pretty um, unexplored territory. Yep. So it would be interesting. I think... I think they're probably going to try to have it, um, try to have it in a lot of places, because they did set up that timeline of right. this, these are the the eras of Star Wars. So right. I feel like they're going to try to set as many things in a, di- I, I don't want to say a diversity of places, but you know, a, but different time periods as right. possible. And it's a good way to see what's more profitable. It is. You know? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> no, you're totally right. Um, all yeah. right, well, let's leave comics, put a pin in there for the comics and the books, okay? And let's move on to stuff that actually makes some money, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> I mean, dude, Stephen, if I gave one of my boys a book, they'd look at me like I just handed them a rock. What do I do with this, yeah. Dad? It's terrible, and I'm a lit major. It kills me. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, let's go pop over. Audiobooks, man. Gotta slide it in there while they're playing their games. Right, right. They'll come out. Yeah, and they'll, they'll start quoting Joyce and stuff like that just because you had it on while they were playing their game. This osmosis. Uh, you know, Steven, it works. That might be the only way I get them to do that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of video games, Stephen, that's where we're going to go next. Uh, video games. Yay. We've got a little bit of news. Uh, I just wanted to kind of touch base on this because this came out in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from EA Games. Uh, back in mm-hmm. May of 5th, 2020, EA said that Fallen Order had sold more than 10 million copies, so doing well. And yep. on November 16, 2020, um, according to NPD Group analyst Matt Piscatella, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was the second best-selling video game in the U.S. over the past 12 months. Yep. Number one being... Uh, obviously enough, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No surprise there. Yeah. But yet, yeah, number two, <laughs> the sales data was used from full game sales at retail and digitally and did not include DLC revenue. So, number two, Stephen, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah, and for a game that came out in 2019, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's equally impressive. Yeah, yeah. That, I found that to be really... I, I didn't expect that for sure when I saw that. Um. But yeah, the big... it's. I mean, it's it's a good game. It was it's the only Star Wars game under the Disney era that's really worth anything, at least in my opinion. I agree. No, I think um, you're right. And it, and it, yeah, it just. Oh my god, it was such a it was such a good time. I've been thinking about replaying it, and I bet a lot of people have have been getting it and whatnot because um, because of the Mandalorian. Yeah, because it gets them back in that Star Wars mood, and oh, yep. there was this game I never got to play, and mm-hmm. yeah. I think you're right. time on their hands because pandemic. pandemic so, yeah. <laughs> all I have, all I have time. All I do is stream video and play video games. It's the pandemic. Um, there you go. <laughs> the big news though, Stephen, the interesting news just recently, just like last mm-hmm. week on January 11 of 2021, Disney announced the newly formed Lucasfilm games. This is going to be the official right. identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, for all the Lucasfilm properties. And mm-hmm. this they, they made a big deal about this. And I saw it and I was like, well, this is really zero news. I mean, mm-hmm. you got you guys aren't making any video games first. Right. 
and all you did was just told me you have a new name. Like this was a whole to me. This was like, okay, well, this is this isn't really news. Yeah. See, it didn't even trend on on Twitter. No, it was like, yeah, okay, okay, and, and it, I mean, what trended that day? I guess it's just bad timing. They had uh, a Square Enix trademark some stuff related to Final Fantasy VII, and there was like three things on my trending that were related to that. Yes, nothing about LucasArts. Right. Well, not LucasArts. You know, rest in peace, LucasArts. Oh, exactly. God. But you know, Lucasfilm Games was not trending anywhere. No, because you told me, and I didn't know. You didn't even like, know about no. it. You were like, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just no one was talking about it. Mm-hmm. But now we soon found out why they made that announcement, Stephen, because yeah. about a day or two later, no, wasn't it? Disney announced that Ubisoft will be partnering with Lucasfilm Games to make an open world game based in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <gasps> what? Now this was big for several reasons, Stephen. <laughs> One, it's 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 you got you know Ubisoft and you've got an open world game, mm-hmm. big, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and the other big thing was this means the end of EA's previous exclusivity deal with Star for Star Wars games. Yeah, yes! clapping. <laughs> Douglas Riley. Uh, VP of Lucasfilm Games did say that they will continue to make games with EA. Sure. Ko- uh, uh, Kotaku reported on that. And so they're still going to be using EA, but yes, they're no longer bound to use EA only. That yes. exclusive deal is done. We can all dance in the streets, put our underwear on our heads, and run around <laughs> crazy. This is great news. Um, we also found out... applause sound. It's, it's, I'm just, this is just, I I was just so, I was really excited about, like, this is the first time I got really pumped about Star Wars video game news. Like, I got really excited. Julian uh, Garrity will be the creative director of this game. Mm -hmm. Garrity is, um, also oversaw the Division 2 and the crew. Um, Mm Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, the new Star Wars game will use Ubisoft's Massive's Snowdrop engine. Mm. And Garrity <laughs> said that the new Star Wars game will be, quote, a departure from the world of the Division, end quote, and, quote, totally different, end quote, from what the studio has made in the past. Hmm. Uh, as of this time, uh, we have absolutely no information at all about the timeline for the game mm-hmm. or the setting. So right. that's all up in the air. Steven, this is huge, huge video game news for Star Wars. Yes. What's your reaction? Um, I mean, the biggest thing for me is that EA finally doesn't have the stranglehold on the, the franchise anymore. Amen, brother. Um, EA is, well, it's pretty much the Darth Vader of video game companies, so... <laughs> <laughs> I do not like them one bit. No one should. Agreed. But um, and you know I like I like Ubisoft a lot. I think they really do. I'm well. Hell, Assassin's Creed is their bread and butter, and yes. those are all open world yep. big right games. So I think if anybody's gonna do it, you know, you go to the ones who do it every year, <laughs> right? Uh, Multiple uh, times a year. Totally agree. Um, I think it's yeah. a good pairing. 
I think so too. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm really Very excited. excited. I I uh, I think this game if 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 what we get if they pick the right timeline meaning mm-hmm. not the sequels uh, and <laughs> um, and they pick a cool world with some cool characters to select from mm-hmm. this this game might uh, this game might post some big sales numbers yeah I hope so I do too I do too all right well that's the big video game news Stephen the <laughs> next thing we need to talk about and this is where I'm gonna get excited now let's let's save it for last. It's the juiciest. It's the juiciest. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's go over to the movie, shall we? Sure. Because there's not as much because obviously Iger put the pause button on the movies. And mm-hmm. Stephen, uh, the first movie that is on, as a matter of fact, the only Star Wars movie that has a date attached to it at this moment mm-hmm. is Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins. That's set for <laughs> December 22, 2023. Steven, mm-hmm. Iger wasn't kidding when he he wasn't kidding when he said he was gonna we were gonna <laughs> put the Star Wars movies on a hiatus. Was he? Twenty twenty three? Yeah, that's that's a long time. Yeah, it is. That's a long time. Now remember, now remember the original plan well, was true. after. Um, well, I mean they had the um, they had the Star Wars movie every every Christmas just about. Yes, and then they bought Fox. Yes, and they were like, well, we can interchange Avatar and Star Wars. Right. So I think Avatar 2 is supposed to be 2022. I believe you're correct. God, how embarrassing is it that, you know, Avatar is coming in priority before you. I know, I know. (laughs) But to be fair, Stephen, to be fair, uh Avatar Land at the Animal Kingdom is, Mm. oh, it is incredible. (laughs) It is amazing. It really, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Anyhow, sorry. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like the movie. I don't like the movie at all. But yeah. that, but the land, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, somebody told me they think that that was, like, the top five reasons they bought Fox was sort of stuff for Avatar Land at the park. It's like, oh. I believe it. Oh, I believe that. Now they have full control over it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. given how, how much of a huge it is, how much a huge hit it is at the parks, mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so Rogue Squadron, Patty Jenkins is the director. She has not revealed who mm-hmm. the screenwriter is, but she did yeah. po- she did make a comment about the sc- screenwriter and called the screenwriter a he. So we know mm-hmm. it's a he. So right. I again, who knows? What it what we have confirmed though is Jenkins, uh, Patty Jenkins will not be writing it. And after seeing Wonder Woman 84, I'm very glad she yeah, won't be writing it. Thank and, God. And I'm hoping that he is not Jeff Johns. <laughs> because after what Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins made me sit through in Wonder Woman 84, uh, I, I'm glad she's not writing. Stick with directing because the first Wonder Woman movie, big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So directing yeah. evidently is in Patty's wheelhouse, writing. Right. To quote a great Absolutely. philosopher, Stephen, mm. to quote a great philosopher, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, a man's got mm-hmm. to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that is correct. So now can I can I tell you a rumor that I've heard about who's writing? Ooh, yeah, Squadron? go ahead. I don't know where this comes from, but I heard it was kind of I heard it kind of pass around. But I heard that the writer might be Aaron Sorkin. Get out. Are That's you what I heard. Sp- what? Yeah. Oh, 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 
Wow. Oh, that would be huge if that was true. Whoa. Okay. That's why wow. it's just a rumor because you know if they confirmed that we wouldn't hear the end of it until the movie actually came out. That's a that'll be a huge get. Oh, that's massive get. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So okay. I think I think they're they're trying to get him. Okay. Interesting. For, for sure. All right. That's, that's who they're they're zeroing in on. Very interesting. Supposedly, allegedly. Right. Right. Okay. I don't want to don't want to be unprofessional. Understood. Understood. Put my. Put my legalese out there. I, that's make right. Sure that's right. All the, all the necessary disclaimers. <laughs> um, there, there. Uh, Kennedy, uh, uh, evidently, Kathleen Kennedy has said that mm-hmm. um, this movie. Well, she said this movie is going to introduce quote a new generation of starfighters end quote, and will quote move us into a future era of the galaxy. Uh, the word is that this movie will have no connection to the nine Skywalker saga movies. And that, so that's, that's interesting. We do know that the rogue squadron logo that they have unveiled is the T 65 B X wing. Okay. So Mm -hmm. possibly this is something, maybe this is set after the sequels. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Hmm. It'll be interesting to see. Because I didn't, I didn't know that, but yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. So um, it's a long ways off. It so is. It a is a lot of time to. Oh yeah. To hear stuff. <laughs> uh, Jenkins did say that the movie will focus on a new group of Star Wars characters in an effort mm-hmm. to make, and this is interesting, Stephen, to make mm-hmm. quote the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. End quote. It's interesting that she says that. Not the greatest Star Wars yeah. movie, not the greatest science fiction movie, the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. Keep in mind, Stephen, that Jenkins is the daughter of a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. That's important. Jenkins said yeah. that, quote, we're doing something original with great influence from the video games, because there was the old um, Rogue Squadron video game from, was the late 90s yeah. or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, so we're doing great. Uh, we're doing something original with great influence from the video games and the books. There's a lot of things being mm-hmm. acknowledged and understood about the greatness of all those things. But yes, it's an original story. End quote. So uh, I know that the mm-hmm. 1998 Rogue Squadron video game was set in the era of the original trilogy. We know that. I like. Yeah. I like what Jenkins is saying here. I like that she's acknowledging the 98 Rogue Squadron video game. I like that she's acknowledging the books. I like she's acknowledging the original trilogy. I like that she's acknowledging all of that uh, while still giving us something different, but I like the respect that is being given because I feel like that's something that was never given to us from the story group during the sequels. You know, mm-hmm. so I like to see that. I also yeah. am fascinated by this being a fighter pilot movie, kind of like a World War II movie, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> but set to Star Wars. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I think it's neat also that she's the daughter of a US Air Force fighter pilot. And it's obvious to to it's obvious to me when I read these interviews with her that this is not just a Star Wars story. This is a personal 
this looks mm-hmm. like to be something personal for her. Obvious. Yeah. Which I think is definitely, which is also cool. I, I like that. I like that when, mm-hmm. inve- when, when directors have are invested in the property and it's, it's something more personal to them. It usually makes better stuff. Definitely. Uh, we, at this point we know nothing about the cast. We know nothing about the characters. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Patty Jenkins, you know, she's, she's, she's done Wonder Woman movie. The two Wonder Woman movies she's done. She's doing Cleopatra that's coming out with Gal Gadot, I believe as well, Cleopatra. So she, she usually has a female lead. So at first mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's Patty Jenkins it's Kathleen Kennedy. Maybe we'll get a female fighter pilot. But then I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what? This might be a love letter to her dad. Yeah. This might be a love letter to her dad. The main character might be a, might be a man, and if it's a man, mm. could it be Chris Pine as the lead? Ooh. Who has already said Patty Jenkins has talked to him about the movie and told him the story elements, and he says it sounds fantastic. Now, he's yeah. not said he's in the movie. He just says she's talked to him about it, and it sounds awesome, and he loves it. Yeah. Well, if this is going to be a love letter to her dad, maybe Chris Pine is the lead. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, mm. I'm just speculating. Who knows? You, nobody knows. That would be, I think that would be really cool to do that. I think so too. Um, I think he'll be in the movie in some fashion. If she's talked to him about it, I feel like yeah, you know, it's, yeah. That's, they usually don't just talk to people about stuff unless there's going to be an offer made to them. Right, right. Um, and I know they did two movies together, so they know each other. But still, you know, um, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. That would be really neat. I, I think. Know. I- um. Oh, man. I, I'm I'm no, actually no, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I'm actually excited about Rogue Squadron. Uh, you know, like yeah. look, we. I don't like Patty Jenkins as a writer, obviously, and I was crushed sure. by Wonder Woman '84. Like that's Wonder Woman is my favorite, outside of Batman and the Legion of Superheroes, because mm-hmm. the yeah. Legion of Superheroes will always been on a different level. But um, right. remove Legion of Superheroes from the table. Uh, outside of <laughs> Batman, Wonder Woman is my favorite DC character. She's easily mm-hmm. my favorite. Uh, heroine, female superhero, female superhero yeah. from Marvel or DC, and it ain't even close. Mm-hmm. It's Wonder Woman by a mile. Yeah. Okay, and I love the mm-hmm. first Wonder Woman movie so much. Wonder Woman eighty four just yeah. crushed my heart. Putting that aside, Patty Jenkins did an awesome job in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So she's clearly a good director, and I like she's personally invested in this movie. I like that it means a lot, means something more to her with her dad. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more excited about Rogue Squadron, Stephen. I'm getting more and more yeah. excited about that. I think maybe on something. Um, the next movie that has been talked about is uh, uh, Watiti's movie, mm-hmm. and uh, it's untitled. It has no release date, yeah. Stephen. It, it it it. We literally know nothing about it. Uh, yeah. Watiti did direct an episode of The Mandalorian. I guess that was his, mm-hmm. dipping his toe in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, when they mentioned he'd get his own movie, he did joke that he was here to ruin the childhoods of moviegoers with his own installment of the galaxy far, far away. I get it's a joke, <laughs> but you know, uh, you pr- you know, when you talk to someone who's been through abuse, you probably don't make an abuse joke. Um, <laughs> so maybe read the room before you do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, probably not the best. I'm sure I- Iger's like, dude, no, don't. Just no, no jokes like that, please. You're giving me angina. Um, <laughs> but we don't know anything about this movie. We don't have a date attached to it. Yeah. I'm pretty confident it's going to happen because Waititi 
has done the Mandalorian. He does a lot of he's doing he's done a couple of Marvel Studio movies for Disney. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably definitely going to happen. But the fact, Stephen, that we don't know anything yeah. about it, it doesn't have a release date. I mean, I don't know. We'll see, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, because he was attached to do um, do Akira for Warner Brothers. Yes. And then he got um, when he left to do Thor four. Right. I mean, he's still attached to it, but they weren't moving fast enough. So, right. You know, if they kick it back up, then he might go back, which means Star Wars would get delayed. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, especially right now, everything's a mess because nobody can shoot anything really. Right. Pandemic. So exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, we basically moved everything back a year anyway. Right. Right. The uh, other movie is the untitled Kevin Feige Star Wars movie. Again, on this one. Yeah. All we all we know is you know it's Feige's movie, and he has brought mm-hmm. in Michael Waldron, Rick and Morty producer, and also writer of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and he's also the mm-hmm. head writer for the Loki Disney Plus series. Well, mm-hmm. Michael Waldron will be writing the screenplay for Feige's movie. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's all we know about Feige's movie. That's it. Right. Yeah, right. That was just breaking news like the other day. Yeah, so. yeah, they, they, they just released that news maybe like <laughs> a day or two ago. You're right. Um, the other movie that's been talked about, but you really haven't heard anything about, was there was a, an untitled J.D. Dillard movie supposedly out there. Uh, J.D. Mm-hmm. Diller uh, was going to direct it. He's known for writing and directing Slight. Matt Owens was on board to mm-hmm. write the screenplay. Uh, Owens is uh, was a writer on Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard much about this one either, Steven, so yeah. who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of all that, you have that Rian Johnson trilogy. Did, That's not going to happen. That ain't happening. I, I, I think we could put that one. To, I know people keep mentioning, well, what about the... That's not happening. I, I'm here to tell you. That's not going to happen. Just let it go. It's dead. Yeah, I think honestly, I think from all all angles, it's just it's just not a good idea. Disney. Why? Well, because like you know, most of the fan base doesn't like the Last Jedi. Right. Um, why would he want to put himself through that again? Right. Dealing with people dealing with, on the internet. Yeah. He already started a successful franchise because he's got that knives out and he's doing right. more movies with that Daniel right. Craig character. Yep. 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 So he's got, you got he work. has no reason to want to come back. No. Yeah. No. He's got he's got work. He's, he's got stuff to got do. Plenty of work. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh <laughs> so what we got, Steven, is we got Rogue Squadron, December 19, mm-hmm. 2025. Uh, sorry. December 22, 2023, Rogue Squadron Squadron. Mm-hmm. On the Disney Investor Day, yeah. Disney's got two other dates. They've got a yeah. Star Wars movie for December 19, 2025, and a Star Wars movie for December 17, 2027. I would imagine one mm-hmm. of those is going to be Feige's and one of those is Waititi's. Yeah. Meaning Dillard's movie might be dead and Johnson's trilogy dead as well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um. I feel like um, I feel like Dillard's is probably gonna be like a little like side story, kind of like so? Rogue One or Solo. So it doesn't have to release like at that time period. Gotcha. Okay. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm sure they'll announce more and they'll have some in the summer and whatnot. Right. 
because they're trying to they're trying to MCU up the TV show, so they're right. probably going to try to do it with the movies as well. What is interesting though, Stephen, so, is compare mm-hmm. the slate of movies on hand for Marvel Studios with uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big difference, my friend. Yeah. It's a big difference. Uh, uh, you yeah. think? You I think about that. Iger is, or I guess now it's Chapek. Uh, you think it's uh, the wise move to throttle down on the Star Wars movies versus what they're doing with Marvel Studios, which is to continually flood the market? Um, throttle down until they have a plan. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And and they got to they got to go all in on streaming because that's, that's I mean the, that's where everything's going anyway. So great. might as well just strangle that market while you can. Fair enough. Fair enough. Before everybody else gets wise to it. Right, right. Uh, all right. Well, that's all we got for theatrical releases, Stephen. It's really not, really not a ton going on, to be honest. Um, yeah. Interesting times. Uh, it's interesting where Definitely. theatrical releases is uh, tiny compared to streaming releases, isn't it? It's a, it shows you the shifting, the shifting of uh, yep of of the day. Anyhow. That leaves the last the priorities area. have changed. Yeah, the last area to talk about, Stephen, is the Disney Plus uh, streaming shows. That's the next thing to talk about, mm-hmm. and really, that's where a lot of the big stuff, a lot of the money makers. This is where the bulk of Star Wars creation is happening right now. Is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've yep. got a lot. The, you mentioned before that the, God, the the Disney Investors Day where they just dumped a billion Star Wars shows on us at one time. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of run through them because there's a lot to, to pick through to try to figure out what 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 their plan is for the streaming service and for the yeah. Star Wars universe going forward. First, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is supposed to come mm-hmm. out in 2022. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a six-episode miniseries. Right. Uh, originally, this was going to be a movie. Um, mm-hmm. but now it's a six uh, episode miniseries. The series director and executive producer is Deborah Chow, who also directed mm-hmm. two episodes of The Mandalorian. So she's already gotten mm-hmm. her Star Wars experience under her belt. Yeah. Uh, Hosen, and let's um, not forget that the show was supposed to be filming, but then they had a problem with the script, so then yes. they stopped. Yes, and then it was up in the air, and now it's back. Yeah. Better than ever, apparently. That seems to be a recurring so. theme underneath Kathleen Kennedy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um so Hosan Amini from Drive is the scriptwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Ewan McGregor will be Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course. Hayden Christensen, they have announced, will be appearing on this series as well as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And there is yeah. a rumor, Stephen, that Tamura Morrison will appear as Clone Commander Cody, hmm. which I would be all for. Yeah, I'd be cool yeah. with that. <laughs> and this series is going to take place eight years after Revenge of the Sith and 11 years before A New Hope. So that's what we know about this uh, six-episode miniseries. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Stephen, what do you think? Excited? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Don't care? Um... I mean, I'm always happy to see you and McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Um, I don't like the idea that he and Darth Vader are going to have a tangle because I think yeah. it it kind of lessens the impact of their reunion in Episode 4. Agreed. Um, 
it's kind of weird that I guess Hayden Christensen may be in flashbacks or something. Otherwise, it's going to be him in a Darth Vader outfit. Yes, you're and right. It's like, what's the point of You could put the janitor in there. Yeah, you could. And then have right. Daniel Jones yeah. do the voice. Right. It's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is. That is. I'll be that's yeah. curious to see how they pull that off. This one, you know, I'm yeah. with you. I love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, so I'm never going to say no to more Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so um, I, I'll be on this one. Uh, the next show yeah. is Andor. That's also coming out in 2022. And this yeah. one was first announced back in 2018, so it's been around for a while. Uh, yeah. Toby Haynes is the showrunner on this one. Andor is slated to have 12 episodes. And, Stephen, we have no word if it's going to run beyond that. So my feeling, I'm going to go ahead and make my bets now. It's, it's 12 episodes and done that. That's just my gut feeling. It it takes place in such a short window. This show takes place five years before rogue one where he dies. Mm -hmm. So right. I'm thinking 12 episodes and you're finished. What do you think? Um, it depends on how popular it is. Um, I feel like the creative um, team, because I think the, I think Tony Gilroy is going to write yep. some of these episodes or he's yep. a producer or something. Yep. Um, so they got the, you know, the guy who, from Rogue One to come back or the guy who did the reshoots. Right. And I don't know. I mean, he's a pretty busy guy in Hollywood, so I feel like he will want to do one season and be, if and it's be, popular, yeah. and it probably will be. It's Star Wars and it's sure. on TV, so they're probably gonna like it. Yeah, um, they'll probably try to push it past okay. past the one season mark. Okay, which is not good, I think, but it is Disney, right? Any content, yeah. Why not? Fair point. Fair point. That's true. Uh, um, it's gonna star Diego Luna, of course, as uh, Cassian Andor. Alan Tudyk will mm-hmm. reprise his role as K two S O. Genevieve mm-hmm. O'Reilly will be Mon Mothma. Uh, you'll also have uh, a couple other stars were mentioned, but no characters tied to them. You've got Stellan Skarsgård. Mm. Yay! I like him. Yay! And uh, <laughs> you've got Adria Arona, Fiona Shaw, uh, Dennis Gow, and Kyle Soller as well. Uh, we just know, basically, it's going to be uh, a spy thriller show centering on, on uh, Andor. For me, Stephen, I... Man, I mean, look, I got Disney Plus. I'm what am I not gonna watch it? I'm already paying for the service. Of course, you're gonna watch it. That's just yeah. that's such a stupid thing to say. It's like, have you seen that thing on Netflix? Well, of course you've seen it because you pay for Netflix every month. So you're gonna go ahead and watch it whether it's good or not, right? Because it's there, Pretty right? Much. Yeah, come on. Um, so I watch more bad shows because it's well, it's there. Uh, so I'm yeah, gonna see it. It's something to watch, right? But look, I I really have my interest level in this is like on a scale of one to 10, maybe a one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think Andor's character was particularly interesting. Again, he suffered mm-hmm. like a lot of the characters early in under Kennedy, the male characters, at least they're pretty bland. They're just, mm-hmm. uh, okay. They don't have yeah. a personality. They don't have a story arc or a character arc at all. He's as mm-hmm. generic as they come. So eh, I don't really care about his character and yeah, he's dead. So I'm not really invested in the show. And I'm weird like mm-hmm. that. I know a lot of people don't. For me, I'm, I'm really weird. When you have a character who I've seen in, in a story who dies, I don't really have interest in watching <laughs> that character 
in a story before yeah. the movie where they I'm weird like that. I'm kind of like, well, they're dead. I don't, yeah. you know. So for me, very little interest. How about you? <laughs> um, I'm kind of in a similar thing. I think the weakest thing about Rogue One was the characters. Agreed. Um, I didn't care about any of them. I think the only thing that saved them from being completely forgettable was, oh, that's Diego Luna. Oh, that's Donnie Yen. That's um, Riz Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I, I don't call them by their names. I that's Force Whitaker. Luna, and I would have known who they were talking about. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, the only character I liked was K2SO, but that's because the writer of him had yeah, some good lines. Exactly. Um, and I mean, where's Jimmy Smith? Where's Bail Organa? Where's Jimmy Smith? I want my Jimmy Smith, damn it. it. I don't want it. <laughs> if it doesn't have Jimmy Smith, get it out of here. It's crap. That's yeah, burned down Lucasfilm. It's like, come on. We, we will riot Jimmy till we get our Jimmy Smiths. Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Saying, come on, people, <laughs> get him in there. Is Jimmy hashtag free Jimmy Smiths? Let's do it. <laughs> this is going to become one of my weird obsessions. Like I have over, uh, you know, the the demand that uh, DC Comics bring back vibe and give him his own monthly comic. Jimmy Smiths and the Star Wars vibe in DC Comics. These are my weird obsessions I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because my roommate and i um we watched he watched a lot of like the um like 2000s era shows like the shield and yeah um, yeah and stuff like that and so like <laughs> when we're watching a jimmy smith shows i'm like there he is it's jimmy smith <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right oh, well man. he was in a lot of those i found he like, was like oh my god he yeah. was everywhere yeah He's a star. For good reason. More Jimmy. Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The next show, Stephen, is uh, Lando. Uh, That is uh, to be announced as far as the release date. We don't know. We don't really know much about this other than we're making a Lando show, okay? Yeah. Uh, It's supposedly being done by Dear White People creator Justin Simeon. I think Mm -hmm. that's that's still the case, right? Uh, There's no word on who will play Lando. There's no mm-hmm. word on if this is going to be an ongoing series or a mini series. We don't know. We don't know anything. I yeah. I've never seen Dear White People, so I can't speak to Justin Simeon as whether he is a good hire for Star Wars or not. I can't answer that question. Um, and we don't know who's going to play Lando, so I can't answer that question <laughs> as to whether they cast a good, yeah. uh, the right actor. So really, there's not much you can say about Lando. Uh, Lando, for me, I will say, is a character. Um, we are all creatures of our time, right? We are all creatures of our time, and uh, and um, I am too. So for me, if it's not Billy D. Williams, I have zero interest in Lando. I'm just gonna put it that yeah. out there. I'm sorry. It's just that that's, that's me. Okay. I know there are people. Look, Stephen. It's like my dad would always tell me. We he's a <laughs> so one of the things that bought that my dad and I bonded on was James Bond. That's one of the things few, my, my dad and I have nothing in common. Okay. Nothing in common. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we did have in common was James Bond. We would always watch James Bond movies together. Always, yeah. always, always with my dad, always. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me, no, it's not Sean Connery. It's not James Bond. It's not Sean Connery. It's not James Bond. With every guy who played Bond, whether it was Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton or George Lazenby, or Pierce Brosnan. It, it, it didn't matter. It didn't. It's not, it's, not, it's not Sean Connery. It's not James Bond. 
Well, you know what? I used to pick on him about that, right? Oh, no, this guy. Well, except for George Lazenby or Timothy Dalton. But other than those two, I used to pick on him about... <laughs> I hurt Stephen where it counts. Does Timothy Dalton hate will not go will not go unchecked, sir. Um, I, do, I will not stand for it. <laughs> but I used to pick on him about that all the time. But yeah. here I am. I'm the same way with Lando, Stephen. If it's if it's yeah. not if it's not Billy D. Williams, it, it you can't say. I I guess if you can separate Sean Connery from James Bond, you can separate any actor from the character, right? But. You can't separate Billy D. Williams from Lando Calrissian because there is no yeah. modern day actor mm-hmm. like Billy D. Williams. There yeah. isn't because it's a different time. It's a different era. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a different era. Yeah. There is no one out there like Billy D. He just you can't have Lando without him. So for me, if it's not Billy D. Williams, I don't want to see it. How about you, Stephen? Yeah. What's your interest in the show? Um, I mean, oh, we don't well, ultimately we don't know anything about it. I- <laughs> Based on the scraps of information I gave you. Yeah. (laughs) I have the feeling that what they're going to do is they're going to find a way to. CGI Billy D. Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. uh, uh, Please don't do that. Um, I think, I think they're going to find a way to have both Billy D. Williams and Donald Glover who played him in solo. So it's probably going to be like something with him and the in the t- current plot, and then in the past. Oh, and okay, right. Do I want to see that? Not really, but I do yeah. love me some Billy D. So if he's going to be in it, then I'll I'll probably give it a shot. What's your gut feeling? You think this will be an ongoing series or a miniseries? I'll say Donald Donald Glover is is fairly busy. He is. I'm going to say a series because there's no way they're going to drop like as many shows as they have. They're not going to drop a season every year. Right, no right, way. right. Yeah, agreed. That. So, I'll say I'll say a series. What are but the, not like back to back every year? There's a season, probably. What are the odds they cast someone other than Donald Glover? Yes. What do you think? I think here's my thought. The thing, the the ending of the Mandalorian season two shows yeah. me that they are very. Um, Disney is very absurdly dedicated to the image of what they have already had on screen. Yes. So they've had two people play Lando on screen, Donald Glover and Billy Dee Williams. Mm-hmm. If they cannot get one, mm-hmm. then they will make do with the other. You, ooh, think. you think so? Okay, okay. I think so. so the odds of a third actor, you're saying pretty small. Pretty slim. I th- pretty slim, I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that one. That's, that's yeah. kind of my gut feeling, too. All right. Next show up, my friend, is a Kathleen Kennedy show because Kathleen mm-hmm. isn't gone yet, Stephen. She's still there. She's still there. <laughs> um, the Acolyte, this one, of course, yes. does not have a release date either. And this is a show from Leslie Headland and Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a quote, their words, not my words. Do not blame me for mm-hmm. anything. Their words, quote, female-centric, end quote. I do not know what that means. Is this going to be like the vagina monologues with a lightsaber? I don't know what that word means. I would means. watch that. <laughs> You're like, I would that totally watch fairly, that. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. <laughs> um, so I don't know what that means. It's, it's their definition. We do know it is set in the High Republic era. Mm-hmm. So it's like the higher public initiative we talked about that the Lucas story right. group is handling. So my guess is this will be heavily used 
that the Lucas story group will be heavily involved in this show because they're not being used mm -hmm. in any of the other shows. So this one they'll yeah. be in. No main characters have been revealed. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to center on, I think, a Sith, possibly. Yeah. It's not going into production. Rumors have it right. arriving on Disney Plus around 2023, which is a ways mm -hmm. away. Uh, yeah. This one... Uh, I, 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 I will, I will, I will keep very far from me unless you tell me I need to watch it, <laughs> but it, Leslie Headland and Kathleen Kennedy and the Lucasfilm story group and all this gives me warning signs. So unless Steven tells me rock, you gotta watch it. I ain't watching it. Steven, what are you going to do? I wasn't planning on watching it, but, I but now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Give you the give you the answer. <laughs> See, don't yes, put that burden on me. Regardless of how it is, <laughs> you trapped me you to put watching that evil it. On me, so I'm gonna put it on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does this one excite you at but, all? Um, um, the only thing that interests me is that it's the it's about a Sith. Maybe. <laughs> um, I gotcha. think this. I mean, right. I think the Sith are more interesting than the Jedi, just on in general. Principle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, if it can be done and it can be done well, and during mm -hmm. the time period when they're supposed to be dead or whatnot, then mm -hmm. um, it could be interesting. Yep. Um, but could could be, you know? Yes. Sequels could have been interesting. <laughs> Yes. But yes, they weren't. Right. So fair point. <laughs> okay. That's a lie. No, they were interesting, but not for the reason they but, wanted to be interesting for. You got that right. <laughs> key, key difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now, Stephen, we arrive at the good stuff: the John Favreau slash Dave Filoni shows. And my friend, there are quite a few coming to us. My friend, this is the bulk of the Disney Plus offering from these two gentlemen right mm -hmm. here. Obviously, yeah. number one is going to be The Mandalorian Season 3, set to come out December 2021. This, no doubt, is Star Wars. This mm -hmm. is the crown jewel for Disney Star Wars since they bought the property. I, I, don't, think that, I don't think that's stretching yeah. things. I think that, that's pretty clear. This is their crown jewel. It's mm -hmm. uh, been a massive hit. It's currently got like a 93% freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 91% audience score. Wow. Mm -hmm. what, Steven, how rare is it on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you see the audience score and the review score actually be that close? Surprisingly, it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> you know, usually the audience and the, and, the, and the critics, they usually split on a movie. Mm -hmm. But not, not with this one. Yeah. And it's got an 8.8 .8 out of 10 on IMDb. So they've they've got their, they finally have their first big hit with critics and with fans. Mm -hmm. And that's something they right. really, really needed. Season three is going to be coming mm -hmm. out in December. Uh, I've loved the show. It is not perfect. I don't want anyone to now, t you know, attack oh, sure. me by saying that. Oh, he loves the show. Well, let me look. There's you can, no, absolutely criticize certain things about the show. It is not perfect, but on a balance, it is the best mm -hmm. Disney Star Wars we've gotten. And I don't even think it's mm -hmm. close. I mean, for me at yeah. least, it's not even close. This is the best Disney Star Wars by a country mile. Uh, I've mm -hmm. I've enjoyed it. I'm very happy, and I'm excited to see what else Favreau and Filoni have in store for us on this show. I think they've got an awesome cast. I love the actors. I really do. They've got great actors. Yeah. Um, 
I love the characters. I legitimately like all the characters, which just might be the first Star Wars product by Disney where I like all the characters. They're great. The Mandalorian's mm. cool. Baby Yoda's cool. I love... I mean, look, you got Carl Weathers for crying out loud. What yeah. more do you want, Steven? <laughs> you got Carl Weathers. He's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, yeah. What's great about is, is he, he plays, he's playing a role, but it's Carl Weathers, people. It's Carl Weathers. Come on, in Star Wars. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, pretty much. Cara <laughs> um, Dune's character is cool. You know, Boba Fett, of course, great, great. Not when. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, fantastic. It's just, it's just, <laughs> how, how can you, her character is Fennec Shand, which I really like as well. They've just managed to hit on all these characters. I've been, mm -hmm. I've been really pleased with this show. I'm sure season three is going to be successful. Stephen, what is your guess? Um, I think it will. I'm going to be interested to see what they do with it going forward because at the end of season two, obviously, um, the thing that I really cared about that happened was that, you know, they separated Mando and Baby Yoda. And I was like, oh no, no. what are they going to do now? Like the, the, you know, the whole mission of the show was to get, um, right. Uh, was to get, was to get Baby Yoda somewhere. <laughs> yes. And now Baby Yoda is, is at that somewhere. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it's there's a possibility that they could um, go back to like the the story of the week, like they were they were kind of doing. Yep. Yep. Like where he takes like a different contract or something. Yes. Um, I, I'll say I do not want it to be half about Mando and then half about creepy CGI Luke Skywalker. Um, yes. Teaching Baby Yoda how to be a Jedi. It's like right. I don't really know if I want to see that, but I I, I think um, if, if Luke Skywalker is going to be a reoccurring character in season three, mm -hmm. I think you have to cast an actor. I don't think you can get around that. It, that's just me. I'm sure mm -hmm. some people out there would vehemently disagree. Fine, whatever. I don't think the CGI Luke can only be pulled off mm -hmm. in the manner that they did it. It's yeah. got to be it, 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 extremely small, extremely short amount of time, and that's mm -hmm. it. You you, you yeah. absolutely cannot do episode after episode. Uh, yeah. You, you can't do that. You can't. You've got to cast an actor to fill that role and just deal with it. It's okay. If James Bond mm -hmm. can be played by a bunch of actors, Luke Skywalker can be, yeah. can be played by a bunch of Batman actors. Batman can be played by a bunch of actors. Yeah, it's, yeah. I it, mean, Superman, it's come happened on. before. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it can happen. It's no disrespect mm -hmm. to Mark Hamill, but it, it oh, can sure, happen from crying out yeah. loud. Right. I think they got to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. Do you think Luke Skywalker will become a reoccurring character, though? What do you think about that? I don't think so. I think mm -hmm. that that, okay. I think because then it kind of, it, it kind of changes the show, you know? Yes, it's the Mandalorian is very. Um, I mean, it's about it's about him. It's about the Mandalorian, um, and it's about his random adventures. You, and they're with the shows being as short as they already are. Right. You can't cut fifteen minutes to uh, what's what is Baby Yoda lifting this week over at Luke Skywalker's place. Right. You know, it's right. Yes, it's just not a. They pulled off like having a large group of characters that came together because it was all focused on. You know, they had their end goal of we gotta. Something for Baby Yoda, rescue Baby Yoda, you know, find the Jedi for Baby Yoda. But with them separated, um, I think the best course is to maybe um, go back to kind of the the Western villain of the week thing or whatever they were doing in the first season, 
But then again, they are, they're supposed to be MCUing these shows. So there might be a continuing storyline through like that and mm-hmm. Ahsoka and them coming up that might, uh, might provide some guidance on where it's going to go. Right. Yep. So agreed. I, I think we'll see. Luke Skywalker would Bigfoot the Mandalorian too much if he was a reoccurring character. I think if yeah. we see him again, it's going to be like maybe at the season finale again or something like that. Small, mm-hmm. small appearance. Yeah. Um, all right. The next show, Stephen, coming out also in December 2021 is the book mm-hmm. of Boba Fett. We got the teaser scene at the end of the season two of Mandalorian. I <laughs> went out of my head. The Luke Skywalker thing yeah. was huge. Don't get me wrong. But sure. I went out of my head for the scene with uh, Boba Fett and Fennec mm-hmm. Shan rolling in to Jabba the Hutt's old place and killing his number two guy who took over for him. And yep. <laughs> the scene of Boba Fett sitting on the throne like a baller with mm-hmm. with uh, Fennec sitting up on on the side of his chair as his like right hand woman mm-hmm. was just like, yeah. boom, the King is here. I mean, that was just like, yeah, yep. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, Oh, Boba Fett. So pimp. Uh, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this show obviously will be tied in with the Mandalorian. It will star Timora mm-hmm. Morrison as Boba Fett. Ming Na Wen will be Fennec Shand. I'm going to tell you, I love mm-hmm. Ming Na Wen. When? When? Yeah. I love her. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She is. She's been around for a while, and oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize how old she was. She yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah, you can't tell. She looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's still. Yeah, she, does. she is still hot. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Man, why is she so good looking? Um, so, so, um, you also have executive producers will be John Favreau and Dave Filoni and Robert Rodriguez as well. And Robert Rodriguez, mm. he will, mm. uh, he, we already know Rodriguez directed an episode of the Mandalorian. So he's right. now staying involved. So Favreau is doing a good job of bringing people in that he has relationships mm-hmm. with some big name talent, right. bringing them in to get involved. Oh, with stuff. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, I have, I have. Huge, Steven, I have huge hopes for this show. I, hey, look, Ming Na and Tamora Morrison, I think, have great chemistry with each other, and they're a cool team. They're great characters. I, I'm all in on this one. How about you? Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, I know there's this rumor floating around that this is actually season three of The Mandalorian. That it's like they're shifting the focus from Manda to Boba Fett because of some behind the scenes mm-hmm. nonsense. I don't believe that yeah. myself, but um, either way, I think it'll be nice to, because I mean, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm like most people at the time, Boba Fett looked cool. Sure. And that was about it. Yeah. You know, I didn't really give much of a crap about him. Yeah. And um, I think, Despite, you know, they, they, they got to me, they made me go, okay, so there is a, there is a good character in here Yep. and I'll be interested. I, I would like to see them carry forward with that, especially because the stuff with him and the action scenes was really dope. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I, 
let's do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And having it be like the new job of the hut would be the new, the new boss. And yeah. Is, is, is a pretty cool yeah. idea. Like you can't, you can't deny that that's just awesome sounding, you know? Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Um, yeah. all right. And unlike most, unlike some people, like, I don't want to know how he got out of the starlight. Thing. Oh, I'm with I you. I, I don't care about that. Like, just move he on. Got out. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we, we don't need to know. He's out and move on. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Exactly. Uh, the next show from Favreau and Filoni is Ahsoka. That's coming out late 2022 slash 2023. This is yeah. another tie-in show with the Mandalorian. Executive producers, John Favreau mm-hmm. and Dave Filoni. It'll be written by Dave Filoni. Rumor has it that Filoni and Favreau are using existing scripts from the proposed animated Rebels sequel. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Ahsoka will be played by Rosario Dawson, obviously. Mm -hmm. This show has been described as a limited series. Keep that in mind. So uh, this show may also serve as a sequel to Star Wars Rebels, which would kind of make sense if they're going to be working off some of the scripts and it's Dave Filoni as the head writer, right? So that wouldn't really surprise me so much. Uh, There's also rumors that Ahsoka will be searching for two people. Mm-hmm. The first being Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is one of the main villains from Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. The second Big person... Ex- expanded universe character as well. Correct, correct. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. The second character being Ezra Bridger. Because mm-hmm. we ended Rebels, I believe Bridger was... Thrawn had gotten Bridger. I think. Captured him or something, didn't he? I don't remember. Whatever. No, I'm not a fan of that show. It's been a while since I've seen that show. So uh, there's yeah. also a rumor that Sabine Wren and Bo-Katan mm-hmm. will be partnered up with Ahsoka in this series mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Sign me up for that because I like <laughs> I like Sabine, I like Bo-Katan, and I like Ahsoka. So for me, that's a check, check, check. Thank you very much. I'm on board. There's also, on top of that, on top of that, there is um, Corey Van Dyke uh, did a uh, Kessel Run transmission video where he cited some sources saying that Tamora Morrison is going to also appear on this series as Captain Rex. Yeah. First of all, Tamora Morrison, how that that guy went from having like no work to we're going to want you as Boba Fett. On mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. Then we're going to want you as Boba Fett on your own show. Then we're going to want you mm-hmm. as clone Cody, Commander Cody, over on Obi-Wan. But we're also going to need you as Captain Rex on Ahsoka. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I get all the work. <laughs> it pays to be a clone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, this show gets me stoked because I like I like all these characters. I like I, mm-hmm. I, So this is like, this is just cool. I, I like Filoni. I like all the characters he's going to be writing. I'm super excited mm-hmm. about this Ahsoka limited series. How about you? Um, I am pretty interested in it. I, th- I think a lot of these characters, I think Bo-Katan, um, that's the one that, that's Katie Sackhoff's character, right? Correct. Bo-Katan. I think, she, I thought she was going to be in the Rangers of the New Republic. So maybe they're all going to like, because they're all supposed to be crossing over. They so are. I'm they sure are. they'll yeah. all show up some point right right um i wonder if that'll be like the culmination show like this is you know they've all had their little thing and now they're all 
coming together or something. Hmm. I don't know. Avenger style. I figure they'll show up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the only thing, I mean, and I love Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I thought she yes. did a really good job. She in her did, episode didn't she? Mando. She was great. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of her, um, though. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. She's, I mean, she is in everything, but she's great in everything. So yeah. no complaints. Yep. 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 <laughs> I would actually, I would prefer to see Hayden Christensen pop up as a forest ghost in this show. Oh, that would be cool. As opposed to. And Obi Wan because yeah. I was really annoyed that in Rebels they had her fight Darth Vader, and then they like literally like yanked her out yes. of that fight. Yes. So it's like that would have been such a cool way to go out, you know, like yes. fighting your mentor, saving these new characters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, but I accepted it and then moved on. Right. Um, the only thing that gets me a little concerned, and I know we're at a point in time where saying anything bad about him is heresy. Yes. But um, I like Dave Filoni a lot. He reminds me a lot of George Lucas and in good ways. Yes. Sure. Like, I think he's got great, like as a like overhead guy with the, the ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's great. Mm-hmm. I think as a writer himself, I think he's not the strongest writer. Right. He's got a lot of cool ideas. Yep. And partnering like with John Favreau is great because John Favreau is a good writer. Yes, correct. I agree. Having him on his on his own um, concerns me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's been doing it for a while, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope that you know everything works out okay. That's... And Ahsoka is his character. Like right, that's his right. baby. He's shown through all this time, so. You know, if if anybody can do it, then it would be him. Agreed. But Agreed. I do have I do have that slight reservation. That's a fair. That's a fair I point. I want to give it a shot. Good yeah. enough. Good enough. All right. Next one up. You already referred <laughs> to it. The Rangers of the New Republic. That is also TBA. We don't know when that's coming out at all. It is another right. tie-in show with Mandalorian. It's produced by Favreau and Filoni. This <laughs> one, we're seeing all sorts of different rumors coming out. Take right. all of them with a grain of salt because nobody really knows. The rumors that I keep mm-hmm. surfacing will are that uh, Gina Carano is going to star in this one mm-hmm. as Cara Dune. And uh, there I've seen some rumors saying that possibly Timothy Oliphant will star in it as Cobb mm-hmm. Vanth. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. no to that. I'm a big fan of Timothy Oliphant. Uh, right. And I, I'm a huge fan of Cara Dune. I just think her character's awesome. I just think she's cool. She's, I like thick girls, and she's badass. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with I'm okay with her. Uh, so, this show, we we know probably the least about um, the two mm-hmm. characters that they've rumored. Obviously, Cara Dune and Cobb Vanth would be really cool, and I think those two mm-hmm. that Oliphant and Carano. Uh, based on what we've seen from both of them already in The Mandalorian, I think they would work well off each other. I think those characters would work yeah. well off each other and have some good chemistry. So I'd be excited if that's the direction they went in. We don't know, but if they did. Yeah. Uh, so not a lot really to talk about in this one other than I'm excited for it only because Favreau and Filoni have done such a good job on everything else that they've gotten me excited mm-hmm. about something farther down the road like this. How about you? Yeah. Um, same. I figured that that would be Cara Dune's show, probably her and some of the other um, remaining characters from from the Mandalorian that don't have enough of a 
you know, I don't think they're going to have like Bo-Katan, you know, Star Wars, whatever. <laughs> right. I feel like she's probably going to, she'll probably be in that one. I, I mean, I think they will be the Rangers of the New Republic, like the right. remainder of that cast. Right. Um, but but we'll have to see. I'd like to see Timothy Elephant come back. I, you know, yes. I love Timothy Elephant. Um, yes. And he did a good job on The Mandalorian as his character. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. It's a wait and see. But, I, you know, I'll, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say I won't watch it, of course, right. because it's, you know, it's set in this little little timeline they've got. So we, we, we obviously have to get Carl Weathers on the show, too. Right. I mean, that has to happen. Oh, of course. OK. Yeah. Just maybe. I mean, that, that they need to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah. Not as not as his character, but as Carl Weathers. <laughs> You know, just... you know, what's funny is I'm watching when, when I watch when I when I watch the Mandalorian and Carl Weathers shows up and I love Carl Weathers, but I always whenever I see yeah. him, I always think about him on Arrested Development. He's, he's like always, 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 you know, scamming for some food or some, yeah. you know, free stuff and like he's hilarious. You never seen Arrested Development, Carl Weathers. He's a gem in that show. Go watch yeah. it. Uh, all right. Next up from Favreau and Filoni is Star Wars, the Bad Batch animated series mm -hmm. slated to come out 2021. This is a new CG animated series. It's a sequel to the Clone Wars. It takes place during the Imperial era after the Clone Wars have ended. This show is going to focus on the Bad Batch, who we also know as Clone Force 99. Uh, that includes Hunter... Yeah. Wrecker Tech, Crosshair, and Echo. Each guy has his own, you know, amazing, unique ability uh, that your regular clone doesn't have. And this show yeah. is supposedly going to take a deep dive uh, into the lives of the clone troopers after Order 66 has been called. Um, Steven, I, you know, I love the, the Clone Wars cartoon. The Clone Wars cartoon mm -hmm. remains the only thing, the only thing outside of the uh, outside of episodes two uh, to six that my boys will mm -hmm. watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they adored this. They, they, they were little. They were little kids when this came out. So I mean, they, they, this is this was their generation's cartoon. They yeah. loved this cartoon, I, and I watched it with them. Mm -hmm. I loved it too. So. I'm super excited. I love uh, the Bad Batch. I I and I love Stephen. I love the concept of looking into the into the, the the minds of the clone troopers after Order sixty six was given. That's what I'm really fat because that is such a cool. Because it also, yeah. I mean, it kind of brings more of a real world, like you know, like veterans of a war, like you know, Vietnam veterans. What what what. What do they deal with when they come back home from Vietnam? What what do soldiers deal with when they come back from, you know, not really from like World War II where like, woo, you're a hero. More like Vietnam where yeah. people think you did something bad, right? And yeah. that's kind of like what these clone troopers are going through. You know what I mean? It, I, I just, it's a, I think it's a fascinating concept. And it's something that Star Wars has never, Star Wars has always looked at, you know, the special characters that are special skilled and special talented, like the super duper Jedi and yeah. blessed and gift and all that kind of <laughs> crap. Right. But these are like the grunts, yeah. <laughs> the grunts of the star Wars universe. And to really get into their psyche, I just think it's a brilliant idea. What do you think? Yeah. 
I think so too. Um, I do like the concept of them as a whole, as like the you know the ones that came out wrong. So that right. makes them like extra, you know, um, I don't want to say grunty, but you know, like damaged, you know, right? It's almost like damaged goods in a way. They had one thing they were good at, yeah. And other than that, they're like lesser than even just the clones themselves. Um, I really like that idea. I I want to say I hope that Disney will go. We'll let them go that way. That would be it's great. It's Disney though. So, yeah. you know, maybe, yeah. maybe they'll let it because it's a cartoon and people are probably going to watch it anyway, but we'll see. I mean, I think it will be a very interesting idea because like rebels had the, um, had captain Rex on there. Correct. But he was, but he was not part of, but Ahsoka got him out of like the control chip or whatever he had. So right. he's not the same thing. It's right. It is. It, I did always kind of wonder, like, what is it about, like, what about the characters that, like, you know, they were so close with their their Jedi, and then they had to kill them. Yep. Like, are they still, like, mind-controlled after that, or did they, like, snap out after it was over and go, oh, yeah, crap. Like, Like temporary insanity? Yeah. And as, the only thing from the the sequels that, one of the things I remember is, like, they made a comment in The Force Awakens about... You know, well, do I need to send a clone battalion? And you know, it was like an insult, like, no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, if they're even like, what happens after? Because there must be a point between then and between after Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens where they're not around a lot anymore. Right. So maybe right. there's something interesting with that. Yeah. That we yeah. could play with. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things they could do. I think it's. Um, as far as possibilities of stuff that could be really interesting, I think this might be the most, there's a lot here they could do. So let's see which, what they decide to settle on. Totally. And that's agree. exciting to me. That's, you know, that's what I want from star Wars is, you know, mm-hmm. lots of cool possibilities. Agreed. So, agreed. Uh, yeah. The other, now that's it for Favreau and Filoni. And that's a lot. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's a ton right there. <laughs> I mean, they, they got a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, the only other two yeah, shows totally. we have Stephen, coming to Disney Plus that has been mentioned. One mm-hmm. is a droid story animated series. Again, we do not have a release date at all. This one is supposed to be the new adventures of R2-D2, C-3PO, yeah. and a, quote, mysterious new hero, end quote. Uh, it mm-hmm. will be produced by Lucasfilm Animation and Industrial Light and Magic. Again, not a lot of details, but I can tell you this. Um... Uh, if it's got, if it's a cartoon with R two D two and C three PO, I'm gonna watch. Mm. I'm yeah. gonna watch. Too much nostalgia for me to say that... no. <laughs> Just too much. It's R two D two and C three PO. Yeah, that original, um, that original droids cartoon like yes. came out like in the eighties. But that's actually did, really good. Did you ever see that? You saw that? Yeah. yeah. It's great, isn't it? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if it was just like a reboot of that, it was like the same thing, but with updated um, type, like um, CGI, then I would have watched it. Absolutely. Know, Absolutely. So, of course I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. If, if they could do it kind of in the vein <laughs> of that from the 80s, then I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, the last show is another animated series called Star Wars Visions Animated Short, uh, animated short Films. Again, no release date for this one. This will be a series of 10 short films from various Japanese anime studios. Again, it's Mm -hmm. Disney going, what are the Utes like? They like the manga? (laughs) 
Yeah, do a manga. <laughs> they like the anime, do yeah. the anime, right? So yeah. that's what this is. But you know what? I'm a huge anime fan, so bring it on to see Star mm -hmm. Wars done by various Japanese anime studios sounds like, hmm, delicious to me. Yeah. Sign me up. I want to see that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm excited. We don't really know anything beyond that, but that gets my attention, and I'm really excited to find out which studios they're going to be partnering up with. I'm really yeah. interested to know that. That that is mm -hmm. going to be that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big deal. What do you think? Um, I think that's an excellent idea. I think that. Well, I mean, just looking at like the history of like like Pixar and um, comments that uh, John Lasseter made. I mean, well, before you know, he turned out to be a giant creep. Um, <laughs> I think probably the person who's influenced like Disney animation more than Walt Disney was probably uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Oh yeah, right. Especially on Pixar's end. Yes. Um, and so to have the possibility of like him doing something with Star Wars is just like like mind blowing, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I, I have to have it right now. That would be um, cool. So I think this, I think it's a very, yeah, definitely. I think it's a very unique thing for them to do. Right. And, um, and I, I would definitely be down for seeing that. Um, there's a lot of very talented anime companies out there that I'd love to see, <laughs> um, take a spin on with, uh, with the star Wars universe. So absolutely. Um, yeah, hundred percent down for that. I mean, a studio Ghibli star Wars, short yeah yeah i do that oh, i do God. that there's so many there's so many and if you had to if, if i had to put money i bet this is a um a test for could we make shows with these mm, interesting more content. like we could do an anime star wars like full that's, length like yeah show. that's uh it's very interesting <laughs> i didn't think about that but why not and i think that that would actually would be very a very smart move to make going forward because anime mm -hmm. is so popular and up yeah. until now Star Wars has you know th their animation is known pretty much the, the CGI animated series that's really all they're known for right mm -hmm. yeah to diversify especially with a streaming service to diversify and try to bring in some fans who might not be into the CG animated stuff mm -hmm. that's not a bad idea I, that would be yeah. neat to see if they got an ongoing. If, if one of them hit real big, yeah, Disney be watching those metrics. I'm sure that's what they do. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Like they because they have um, Farron for Lenny, It's like, all right, you guys do whatever you want. Just go make me some money. You right. Know? Right. Right. So they're they can be creative. You know, um, right now, as long as everything is is, is kosher and, and and green. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Indeed. All right, Stephen. Well, I think we've hit everything that is on the slate uh, for for in the world Ooh. of Star Wars and theatrical yep. releases, Disney Plus, video games, and comics and books. We've gone through all of it, and to kind of put a bow on it, Stephen, let me ask you this: two mm -hmm. questions. Of everything sure. that we've talked about, tell me the two things you are most excited for. Could be from anything: video games, movies, Disney Plus, comics, whatever two things that we've talked about that you are like top of my list uh top of my list um the the ubisoft star wars game is definitely on mine yeah yeah um i mean i'm a, I'm a huge gamer so yeah. anytime we have a good game thing coming up i'm gonna pick that and um ooh, it's tough um 
this might be controversial, but I really want to see the the dreams um, show as well. Okay. Because I, I mean, I love Japanese animation, yep. Japanese yep. film, stuff like yep. that. So yep. Yep. I think that'd be really neat to watch. Yeah. I no, I'm I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. I'd have a hard. I'm excited about so much. I have a hard time picking it down at two, but I would say the video game. I'm really excited about that. An open world Star Wars video mm-hmm. game. I'm just, I'm really, that's, yeah. that could be something amazing. That, that's, that's one. And then the mm-hmm. other, I mean, I'm excited about everything from Favreau and Filoni. Yeah. But I might go with the book of Boba Fett just because my yeah. boy's so pimp. It's just going to be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over and my second question to you is overall now that we have we've looked through the we, we spent our uh podcast looking at uh the part one of the past of uh, disney star wars from 2012 to now and now we've looked at everything they have mm-hmm. on their slate right now right and for the next couple yeah. of years are you more excited about star wars than before are you more confident about the direction Disney is taking Star Wars than before? Um, I am more, I would say I'm more confident in their, um, in what they've got going on. Um, of course, you know me, I'm, I'm a curmudgeon about some, some of this <laughs> stuff, but the thing I wanted from, <laughs> the thing I wanted from Star Wars going, you know, from the beginning when Disney bought it is just, I just wanted to to run like it was before when it was just its own company. It doesn't need to be yeah. this giant upheaval and all this weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we're we're going back to that where yes. it might as well not even be you know have been bought. It's just it's basically just it's Lucasfilm doing what they were doing before. Correct. And the fact that that was the goal is kind of sad. I know. <laughs> but, I know. Um, but the fact that I feel like we're getting there is um, it's a good sign. I'm confident that that like Marvel's stuff, even if what they do isn't like mind blowing, at least it'll be consistently entertaining. Good point. That's a good forward. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way with oh. you. I've, I've, I'm more confident as well, much more confident sure. now than I have been at mm-hmm. any point since 2012 like way more right. confident. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Steven. I think you got it. Disney, after buying Pixar, let Pixar be Pixar. Now, eventually, mm-hmm. they did tell Pixar, look, you're going to have to yeah. give us one sequel and then one original movie. And then one sequel and then yeah. one original movie. They did do that. They did mm-hmm. do that. But, but... Other than that, they've really let Pixar be Pixar, and Pixar's continued to make mm-hmm. great stuff like Inside Out and Soul that is new yep. and creative and interesting, <laughs> you know. So they did do that. And with Marvel yeah. Studios, Disney has been, again, very hands-off, extremely mm-hmm. hands-off with Marvel Studios. So, yeah. but Lucasfilm, they weren't. They weren't hands-off at all. Right. And... Yeah. They really messed with it in a way they did not mess with Disney, with with uh, Pixar or with or with Marvel Studios. I mean, a big yeah. difference, Stephen. Huge difference. I mean, they went in there just they went in there and they were ripping up the furniture, tearing down the blinds, stealing the silverware, 
peeing in the corner of the room. Crapping in George Lucas's chair. I know. I I, I don't know why they went through and just destroyed everything in an aggressive fashion when they didn't do that with Pixar and and with Marvel Studios. And like you Mm -hmm. said, I think now they're getting to a place where, okay, we're going to let Lucasfilm kind of be how Lucasfilm was before. You know, let mm-hmm. the right people be in charge. The Dave Filoni's, the John Favros, the right people are now being put into position to create stories. Right. And let's and let's stop all the weirdness with the fans and the what. It, there's always going to be your, your Yahoo out there. It's social media. It's 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 oh, 2021. Sure. Yeah. So those Yahoos, they can go to hell. Just block them and move <laughs> on. You you well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just block them, move on. Yeah. But this this whole weirdness with the fan base and the, that that. That's starting to go away, and that needs to that mm-hmm. needs to completely go away, and be gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. And yeah. so I'm like you. I'm way more confident than ever before. I'm probably a little bit more excited for some of the stuff than you are, because I'm a little sure. bit more of a Favreau, Filoni, Mark than you are. <laughs> but I mean, but look, everything you say, you know. Totally makes sense, and 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 I I I can't quibble with you. You know what I mean, as far as any reservations, yeah. no doubt. Uh, but fingers crossed, Stephen, things are getting better. <laughs> right, that's the thing. It's it's like okay, we're at a point where even if like I'm not a hundred percent on board, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna have a good time anyway. Right, right, exactly. So. And you know what? I'll take that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up part two. We're going to have part three in uh, the next podcast, Stephen, where we take a peek at the future. We're going to put on our Mickey Mouse, uh, the Mickey Mouse uh, wizard hat that he wears, you know, when he makes the orchestra come to life and everything. We're going to put that on and we're going to do a little prognosticating (laughs) for the future and kind of see where Lucasfilm is going to go with Star Wars, not just in the immediate future, but in, you know, three, four, five and on kind of deal. All right, and there's a lot to yeah. look at because, as we know in this pandemic life, Stephen, some changes are happening in the entertainment industry because of the pandemic that are going to be permanent. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This, um, like the whole drama with Warner Brothers, like everybody wants to jump on them. And what about the theaters? That's they knew. Yeah. This this is where it's going. Disney knows it too. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before. Yep. It's coming. It's yep. coming. Yes, it is. And a lot faster than it, than it was before. Uh-huh. So. All right, my friend. Excellent <laughs> job. As always, everyone can check us out, comicbookrevolution.com. And Steven. Feels good to be and... back in the podcast game again. This feels good. It feels nice. Yeah, it does. I, it's, it's, it's exactly what, you know, this is what I needed as we move on into year two of this damn pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now we have our setup. We have the will to do it. That's right. And we've, you know, we just had to had to take it. Just call last year's complete wash. It didn't happen. It did. We, 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 you know, it was just. It was our COVID year, right, Stephen? It was the COVID yeah. year. It's 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 exactly. Fun. That's right. It happened. You know, we had we had the the pandemic. That's the excuse we're gonna go with. <laughs> we a lot going on. Amen, brother. <laughs> All right, Stephen. As always, wonderful time. And we'll be back with part three. Until then, viva la revolucion.